0: Hi, I'm Cody. And I'm Becca. And you're listening to the Burns Journal Podcast. August 2023.
1: Look harder. A gentle first step when your eyes are cast down. Consider the ravens. They don't sow or reap. They don't have a storeroom or a barn... Yet God feeds them. Aren't you worth much more than the birds? Luke 12, 24. I am in an ongoing learning process in my battle with worry, fear, and stress. This past two weeks, we had another round of overwhelm. Cody went in for emergency surgery to deal with a sudden case of appendicitis, and my doctor put in some orders for blood work and imaging to get a clearer picture of what's going on with me. One thing she wanted was a brain MRI. I'm still not quite over the last time our family went through getting a brain MRI just to rule something out. And so, these past two weeks have highlighted where I still struggle in this learning process, especially with waiting and with fear. One thing I noticed in my reading is that God does not just say what not to do or think. He directs us in what to do and think. He doesn't just say, don't be afraid," he says, "take courage. I am here." Matthew 14:27. As I read through Luke 12 this week, the heading in my Bible caught my attention. The cure for anxiety. The cure? Does anxiety have a cure? I have only ever seen management for anxiety in the medical field. Meds and processes and tools to lessen its effects. I've never had a patient tell me, oh, I used to have anxiety, but it's cured. The title isn't part of God's inspired word. It was a section label added later, but after so many passages of Jesus dealing with the incurable, leprosy, years of bleeding, blindness, muteness, deafness, paralysis, I thought it was spot on to take what he said about anxiety and call it the cure because cure is what he can do with things that men can only manage. I live with the proof. And so I looked past do not worry and hunted for what Jesus said to do. Where is the Siloam pool he directs us to go wash in for this blindness? And he repeated it for me so I wouldn't miss it. He didn't just say, don't worry. He said, consider. Right, I thought. Fix my eyes on Jesus. That's always the answer. But no, not exactly. Not this time. For weariness, he says, consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Hebrews 12.3 For endurance, he says, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Hebrews 12.2 But for anxiety... Christ himself, who held in his hands the ability to heal our torment, said to look at something else. Consider the ravens. They don't sow or reap. They don't have a storeroom or a barn. Yet God feeds them. Luke 12:24. Consider how the wildflowers grow. They don't labor or spin thread. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was adorned like one of these. Luke 12, 27. I looked up this word that is translated consider in Greek, and this is what I found. It is the word kata noesate from kata, down into, and noeo, think, understand, realize. It means to take note of, consider carefully, make account of, or discern, properly to think from up to down, to understand fully, to consider closely, the word expresses real comprehending, considering attentively until reaching a clear and definite understanding. There's a scene in the animated movie, The Lion King, where the wise baboon Rafiki promises Simba he can show him his father, then leads him to a pool and tells him to look into the water. Simba peers over the edge and then lets out a defeated sigh. That's not my father, it's just my reflection. No, Rafiki grabs his head and points back at the water. Look harder, he lives in you. It's the best visual I can come up with for what consider means here. Look harder, look more closely. Think from up to down until you understand more fully. Look harder at the birds and the wildflowers, at these cures for my thinking that my Heavenly Father has placed all around me until I reach real comprehending of what they mean. Birds don't store up. Wildflowers aren't the result of someone's carefully tended garden. And yet look at them, thriving. Next, Jesus asks two questions. Aren't you worth much more than the birds? Luke 12 24. How much more will he do for you? Luke 12 28. He says, Don't worry. And then he tells me what to do instead. Think this Your father knows that you need these things. Luke 12 30. Do this seek his kingdom, give to the poor and store up inexhaustible treasure in heaven instead of frantically gathering and trying to hold on to what you can here on earth. Luke twelve thirty one through 34. Because why would you store up something that's going to be given to you? This summer, we got to visit Melvin and Brenda, one of the awesome couples who has taught and mentored us over the last several years. I shared with them how it had felt to be so spent and so frightened that I went limp how disappointed I was that I froze and I ended up depending on the faith and the prayers of others, that I despaired for my son while others kept hoping and asking that God would rescue him. Melvin told me I was not alone. There have been moments where he has gone limp and that his rule for seasons like this is to have four good friends. Like the paralyzed man who couldn't get himself to the feet of Jesus, but let himself be carried, lifted, and lowered by friends who were determined to get him to the place of help. We may face times where we know we need the Lord, but we are so bowled over by what we are going through that we feel too weak to even carry ourselves to him. Melvin said, those are the moments to invite four good friends, each to take a corner and to carry you to the feet of Jesus, to intercede for you, to rip open the roof, and to beg him to help you. And that when you can walk again, it's time to grab a corner of the mat and carry someone who can't. I think that's one reason consider the birds and consider the flowers hit me differently this time. Because I know what it is to know God is right and good and able and that what I need is to fix my eyes on Jesus. And yet to be bowed down by so much pain and fear that I struggle to lift my eyes and meet his gaze. And in those moments, the one who gently calls me to come to him and find his rest points to a simple first step when my eyes are cast down. Are you so stressed and anxious that it's hard to see me? Does it feel impossible to fix your gaze on me? Then look around you at what you can see. Wildflowers. Birds. common. I've put them everywhere so you are never without the reminder. See them? Good. Now look harder. Consider what they mean. When you cannot see my face or understand my heart, look at how I care for the small things that are not near as valuable to me or as lasting as you are. This is what it means. I will absolutely care for you. No matter what it looks like, when you're going under, look again. Still don't see your father? Look harder. Then he said to his disciples, therefore I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat, or about the body, what you will wear. For life is more than food and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens. They don't sow or reap. They don't have a storeroom or a barn. Yet God feeds them. Aren't you worth much more than the birds? Can any of you add one moment to his lifespan by worrying? If then you're not able to do even a little thing, why worry about the rest? Consider how the wildflowers grow. They don't labor or spin thread. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass, which is in the field today, and is thrown into the furnace tomorrow, how much more will he do for you, you of little faith? Don't strive for what you should eat and what you should drink, and don't be anxious. For the Gentile world eagerly seeks all these things, and your Father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be provided for you. Don't be afraid, little flock, because your Father delights to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Make money bags for yourselves that won't grow old. An inexhaustible treasure in heaven, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Luke 12, 22-34 Time for updates.
0: Thanks so much for keeping up with our family. A couple weeks ago, I had some sudden severe abdominal pain that landed us in Orlando for an emergency room visit and uh, appendectomy. So we went to the ER a little after midnight on Sunday night and we were released and headed home after the operation by 3.30 Monday afternoon. So that was excited. I didn't have to stay a couple days. We got to get home quickly. So. We are so blown away with how God provided for us in this situation. My appendix did not rupture, and they were able to get me into the OR pretty quickly. So, I came through surgery fine. I'm home recovering now. And we're also thankful because treating appendicitis in Papua New Guinea requires a medevac flight. So, it was really good timing for us to be here in the <laughs> USA and get that out of the way and not have that. Um, some challenges that came along with that too is my mom has been dealing with severe hip pain and limited mobility for several weeks now. Um, my dad just had a pacemaker placed in and he couldn't lift. My uh, Becca's mom had hand surgery that she's still recovering from and she couldn't lift things. And then Becca's dad just started treatment for chronic leukemia. So they were and still are all bearing up heroically but in one fell swoop I had my surgery and couldn't wouldn't be able to lift anything for the next four to six weeks we had a bunch of time time sensitive appointments on the schedule over that same period and our entire support team was out of commission
1: our whole support system just the people that usually take our kids and help us out when we've got a lot going on um, they all had heavy things they were handling themselves. <clears throat> Psalm 18.6 says, But in my distress, I cried out to the Lord. Yes, I prayed to my God for help. He heard me from his sanctuary. My cry to him reached his ears. Psalm 18.6. Enter the mamas. There's a group of moms I've been meeting with on Friday morning so our kids can play and we can connect and encourage each other. And this group rallied for us. They brought us meals, sent us gift cards, and covered babysitting. They listened and they prayed for us. One of them even brought three of everything: three lasagnas, three salads, three garlic breads, three pans of desserts, so that we not only had plenty for us, but we could deliver a whole feast to each of our parents too. Um, These ladies, they just each made sure I knew it was their joy to love us in this way. And I went from feeling so alone to being absolutely swamped in love. Guys, the pressure keeps building, but we are held. Our Heavenly Father cares so deeply for us. We are feeling so fragile, but he has not allowed us to be crushed.
0: 2 Corinthians 4, 8-10 through 10 says, We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. You can pray for me during the next four weeks of recovery. I'm eager to get back to work, but with my limitations of no twisting and bending, lifting more than 15 pounds, um, Becca keeps saying, even if greater than 15 pounds reaches up at me with his big brown eyes and says, Dada. So that's that's been the hardest <laughs> the hard part. hard one to resist. He's very cute, and it's hard to not lift him up when he's asking for it. But, uh, yeah.
1: I've gotten through... Um, oh, yeah, so you can just pray for, for Cody's recovery. He wants to heal up well, and he, he's hoping the surgeon... Adjusts his, um, limitations at this appointment on Wednesday, but just pray for him to heal well, no hernia. Um, and, uh, to, to be able to find even some light duty things that would be a big help to our team here. Um, I know he just, he really does want to be a blessing to them and it's rough to have to be out. I've gotten through a few of my appointments, but I still have several coming up at the end of the month and it's been stressful. Um, you can pray for my health to improve and for the Lord to give my care team wisdom for the changes in treatment we need to make and for confidence in Him as we wait. I know this world is broken. Our bodies sometimes bear the marks of it our whole lives, and the Lord can use that. I would love to get everything squared away and be officially on the mend, but I'm praying for a heart that is satisfied with healed enough. So pray for us to be healed enough to go after all that God has for us with our whole hearts, whether it's here or PNG whether it looks like what we expect or not. Benaya had his 15-month checkup the other day. We got through the whole appointment quickly. Then his doctor looked at me and asked, wait, is that it? We both busted up laughing because we finally had just a normal appointment for Benaya without a thousand concerns, tests, and balls up in the air for him. Then he turned to his trainee and said, this baby, by the way, is a medical miracle. Thank you, each of you, for how you've prayed for Benaya." May none of us ever get over how God has
0: answered. You can pray for Abishai as he starts pre-K next week. He's super excited to go to school like a big boy. So we're excited to see how he does there. Um, He's doing awesome. He is such a helper around the house Mm -hmm. and has especially loved being mommy's mini medic and taking good care of me during my recovery. The other day, he was in the kitchen putting away the clean silverware um, in a drawer that he can reach. And Becca walked in and found him standing up on the counter. And he was putting away all the plates, too. He turned to her and said, I'm disobeying Satan, Mom. I bet you're tired. So I wanted to help you and do this for you so that you don't have to do it later because I'm listening to God instead.
1: We beg the Lord all the time for our kids that he would work the transformation only he can accomplish in their hearts and that he would show us how to point them to him. To have Avi voice that he made a decision to help because he is weighing choices and listening to the Lord, that was a Jehovah Jireh moment for us. So thank you for praying and keep praying. Writing has been such a joy in this season. I've got some new projects I'm working on, and I was able to set up the camper this month as a quiet riding space for some of the concentration-heavy work I've got ahead of me. I'm thankful for your prayers over this process and that just the Lord would use it to help people and point them to himself. I've been encouraged by the response to one thing is needed. What a privilege and an answer to prayer it has been to hear people say that God is teaching them through it. There's a link in the email if you haven't had a chance to check it out yet.
0: Here are some ways that you guys can keep praying for us. Just a quick recap. recap. Um, Pray for my recovery um, for Becca's brain and spinal MRI that's coming up. For the cardiac and asthma management for her as well. Um, Benaya's next brain scan for peace and confidence while we wait for answers. There's a lot up in the air, and mm-hmm. we just want to wait well. Um, pray for our poor parents. <laughs> There's a lot going on with them, and just that we could be an encouragement to them and help them out when we're able. Abby um, starts pre-K, um, that we would lead our kids to see and trust the Lord, and again, pray for enough healing to go after all that He has for us, whatever that looks like. Thank you so much for keeping up with us, supporting us, and praying for us.
1: Thanks for listening to the Burns Journal podcast. We'll see you next month.